Okay, welcome to a Cava Ships podcast SNA special, a focused interview in conjunction with the Service Navy Association's annual symposium taking place just outside Washington, D.C. I'm Chris Cavus. My co-host Chris Cervello and I have been talking with key industry leaders about their work with the U.S. Navy, and they've been providing some great insight, as you'll hear right now. Today's Surface Navy Association discussion is brought to you by Raytheon Missiles and Defense. For more information, please visit RaytheonMissilesAndDefense.com. Okay, well, joining us today is Mark Vandroff, the Chief Executive Officer of Fincantieri Marinette Marine. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Happy to be here. Listen, you've got, uh, you're, you're right in the heart of a storm right now. You've got a lot going on. It's a small shipyard. It's a facility. You're kind of out of all, off the beaten track up in Wisconsin in the, in, in the dairy belt up there, but you have a lot happening. You're building, uh, obviously you're the prime on the constellation class frigate. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, you are pro you are partnered with Lockheed Martin. You're still building Lockheed um, littoral combat ships, and you're uh, building the four Saudi multi-mission surface combatants up there. So you really have a ton of things happening up there. Can you just talk about how you're balancing all this? Yeah. So thanks, Chris. Uh, let me just kind of go through each of the programs uh, and uh, and kind of give a lay of the land. Uh, we certainly do have a lot. You talk about the dairy belt. I refer to it as America's shipyard in the heartland. Uh, but, uh, we're there, uh, on the mouth of the Menominee river in, uh, in Marinette, Wisconsin, uh, part of Fincantieri's, uh, system of shipyards. So you have Fincantieri Marinette Marine in Marinette, Wisconsin, uh, then across green Bay, uh, you have base shipbuilding, Fincantieri base shipbuilding, uh, which does mostly commercial repair work for the great lakes trade. So, you know, you've got a lot of the lake haulers for uh, the Great Lakes and, and Bay does a lot of that repair work, but Bay has the capability to do a, a, a significant amount of assistance to us. So they have, they have fabricated modules on, uh, on LCS and MMSC and, and, and they'll continue to, to do that for us uh, in, uh, in uh, the frigate program to, uh, to kind of balance the, uh, uh, the workload between the two shipyards. And then Ace Marine, which is an aluminum fabrication facility down in Green Bay. Uh, so for a lot of the aluminum work and large scale aluminum work, think LCS superstructure, uh, constellation class masts, uh, that'll get uh, fabricated down at Ace Marine and then and then barged up to uh, to Marinette for integration with uh, with the, the ships. So uh, the littoral combat ship program, uh, we've got four left, 25, 27, 29, 31, uh, 25 and 27 are in the water. Uh, right now, uh, 29 and 31 are both in the building. 29 will get launched uh, this uh, this spring, and 31 will get launched in the fall of 2022. Uh, and I would expect that we'll have all of those ships done and out of the yard by sometime in 2024. Um, kind of a good news story, or let me let me put it this way: let me I, I'll view it as choose to view it as good news for what's been a, a difficult story. Um, you know, there's been the gear issues with the uh, Freedom Variant uh, LCS. Uh, the good news is, is that Lockheed Martin has installed new gears on both 21 and 23, and they've passed all of their tests and inspections. So uh, it looks like there is now a fix uh, for the gear. Uh, so what we're working on with our partners, Lockheed Martin, 
is the process so that the Navy from this point on only takes delivery of ships with fixed gears. Um, the 31 was delivered the new design gears. So she'll, she'll just build out with those gears. Uh, we will have a, a process that we are working with uh, our Lockheed Martin partners uh, so that 25, 27, and 29 each will finish building the ship. Uh, Lockheed Martin will take possession, uh, do the gear change out, give the ship back to us. Then we'll take it to acceptance trials for acceptance and then delivery to the Navy. Uh, that'll add some time to the ship timeline. That's why I don't think we'll get all four of those delivered to the Navy until probably the fourth sometime in 24 rather than 23. Uh, but the good news is, is by the time the Navy takes possession of all of those ships, uh, the, uh, uh, they'll, they'll take possession done. They won't have to stop for a gear change out or an availability. They'll be, they'll be clean upon, upon uh, acceptance by the, uh, by the Navy. So Minneapolis, uh, just hold on, before we move on to the, the other stuff, the, the Minneapolis-St. Paul LCS-21 was held up to prove out the new combining yes. gear. And yes. the, Navy has, the Navy approved the, the fix as yes. it were, mm -hmm. and that ship was finally delivered. Yes, um, and then 23 is, is will deliver here. Cooperstown will deliver here in the next, I believe, week or two, and she's had that same gear fix as 21. Okay, and, 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 and has gone, gone to sea with it. What are you doing? At, I mean, at, at, is it so Escanaba, north of Marinette? Yes. In, in Michigan, on the UP of Michigan. Yes. Um, I mean, actually, Marinette is on the border. The Menominee River is the border between between Wisconsin right between the Upper Peninsula and Wisconsin, Michigan, right. right? So it's just up just up Green Bay on the where Green Bay empties out into Lake Michigan right. is where uh, Escanaba is, right? So you've, you've kind of been. Are you just parking ships up there? Are you actually doing the work? What's our so Lockheed we are, we're turning it over to Lockheed. Lockheed has a team that does that, so they are bringing they and and I would I don't want to comment. Too much on what is their work i would say you know i'm sure lockheed martin would be happy to describe to you the repair procedure but lockheed martin is taking the ships from from us they're selling the ship up to escanaba with their team All right. to that do the 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 gear repair up there um and uh and then they're uh, uh bringing it for for 25 7 and 9 the plan is they will bring it back to Marinette, give it back to us, and then we'll take the ship on trials for the Navy through a normal trials, and then PSA, you know, PDA, post delivery, and then you know, ultimately sail away by the by the Navy. So right. out of out of Marinette, but right, but they'll the Lockheed Martin has chosen. Uh, uh, they're very comfortable now doing the gear repair work with their subcontractors on that work up in Escanaba, and that's that's their decision to do that work there, and and. Uh, uh, as the prime, they have that right, and we will support them and, and be a good teammate to, to, to Lockheed Martin uh, for the uh, the work on those ships. Like I said, 31 will not require any work. Lockheed Martin delivered us the already the new the new design gear for 31. 25, 27, 29 still has the old gear, so we'll do the the gear change out. Uh, you know, in in conjunction, or I should say, we'll deliver the ship to to Lockheed Martin. They'll they'll do the gear change out, and then they'll come back to us. No, come back okay. to us for the for the final delivery to the Navy. All right, I'm sorry uh, I multi, cut you off now. So, no, no, that's so. fine. Multi-mission surface combatant, four ships. Uh, we now have all four of them are under uh, uh, different phases of construction. Obviously, uh, MMSC one is uh, is under the uh, is the most far along. Uh, if you went through the yard right now, 
uh, you would see that uh, that you've got uh, MMSC one is you know what is coming off the panel line MMSC one and two uh, MMSC one is in most of that is in cold outfitting right now uh, MMSC one and two were in in module uh, construction and blast and paint are all the first two MMSCs uh, once we roll twenty nine. Uh, in the spring out of building 10 out of our erection bay uh, and put her in the water lcs 29 then what you'll start seeing almost immediately is mmsc1 module start to erect in her place so uh, and then when we roll 31 out in the fall mmsc2 will start to erect next to her in the erection bay so the 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 lcs erection building that we have there in, in marinette has two bays and so I can do two LCS sized ships at once erecting them and you do a full erection. You can build the entire ship up to the, uh, all, except for putting the mast on, you can build the entire ship keel up to superstructure under cover. Uh, and then when it's fully erected and ready to go in the water, you just roll it out and, and put it in the water. MMSC one will be uh, a big, um, a big change for us uh, in the terms of translating ships into the water. So uh, 29 and 31, like all the previous LCSs, will be side launched. Uh, and uh, side launching of a ship is, uh, is very traditional. And it's very exciting and it makes for a great christening ceremony as you see the ship blast, splash in the water. Uh, but it's not a particularly modern nor cost effective way to put a ship in, uh, in the water. So uh, for the last year and next year, we're in the process of building uh, what will be the largest uh, ship synchro lift uh, in the Western hemisphere when it's, when it's done. Um, and, uh, the only synchro lifts that are similar in size, there's one in Adelaide, Australia, and one in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, the coast guard has a much smaller version in Baltimore, uh, at the coast guard yard. So not a floating dry dock or a graving dry dock, like, uh, like a lot of Navy ship shipyards that do Navy work used to translate the ship to water. This is going to be a, a, a synchro lift, uh, construction of that will finish at the end of, uh, 2022. Uh, and uh, on the timeline, we'll be ready to put MMSC one into the water using uh, a synchro lift rather than the uh, than side launching it. Um, the uh, uh, that's especially useful for a ship like MMSC, and then later for the frigate, because things like vertical launch systems really don't like to be side launched. You really don't want that that carefully aligned VLS launcher to then get thrown in the water sideways. Uh, so. Uh, um, from a ability to outfit the ship more completely on land in a building where that outfitting can be done uh, at the best possible value for, uh, for getting the ship done. Uh, the, the, the synchro lift is going to just give us a tremendous capability to be able to do the ships more efficiently. You'll be able to complete more of the ship inside uh, and therefore at, uh, at a better cost uh, and, uh, and ultimately, hopefully, uh, a better quality uh, when you're working in climate-controlled conditions before you have to actually take it out to, uh, uh, to the water. Um, so uh, that'll be a big focus for Marinette Marine this next year is the completion of the, uh, the ship synchro lift. Uh, and then uh, for uh, the frigate program, uh, detailed design is, uh, is, you know, in full throws and getting ready to wrap up here in the not too distant future. Uh, we have the critical design review scheduled for February and the uh, production readiness review currently scheduled for March. Uh, and then we'll start sometime in the, 
in the late spring, the building of the first frigate. Uh, in order to support that building, we have now finished the installation of an automated robotic panel line. So work that used to be done with between eight and a dozen welders and cutters to turn raw steel into the panels that become the modules is now automated and it's done with one or two people and a series of robot welders. Uh, and that's installed. Uh, and we've done the initial testing on that. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, you have to qualify the robots to weld just like you have to qualify the people to weld. So uh, uh, for each of the different welds that the robots got to do, we actually have to do that and then submit it to the test article to the Navy for their inspection uh, and review. Uh, and that's going on. That process is going on now. Uh, we have new covered area that we built to turn those panels uh, into uh, modules, uh, what we call building 35, but it's, it's uh, more covered square footage and it's more conveniently located. So we'll be making fewer moves of modules and sub-assemblies uh, for, uh, for the frigate. Um, the big visual uh, impressive uh, capital improvement that we've made is the frigate erection bay. So just like we have an LCS uh, a building where we can build two LCSs completely undercover and next to each other in bays. Uh, you can't put a frigate in there it's too tall, and too long. So we built uh, what will be one of the biggest buildings in Wisconsin. Uh, it's visible from the highway. It's really quite impressive and it'll be done uh, in a couple of months. Uh, the, uh, the, the frigate erection base will have a, a building where we can erect two frigates side by side uh, in the, uh, in the frigate erection bay, and then we'll roll them, out of the bay onto the synchro lift when it's time to, uh, to translate them. And that building will be finishing up here in a couple of months. Um, once we get that building and then the synchro lift, uh, the, uh, we're also going to uh, one more big capital improvement project that'll start in 23 and probably run through 24 uh, is uh, expanding our blast and paint facilities. So right now we have two bays of blast and paint uh, in one building, what we call North and South, uh, and the building runs two sequential paths of prep, blast, paint, each of its, its own base. You can have six modules or grand modules in the building at one time, one, two being prepped, two being blasted, two being painted before they then roll out to cold outfitting. Uh, if we kept that for, uh, the, if we kept that for frigate, we would be creating some bottlenecks. So we need some additional blast and paint capability. Uh, we're going to renovate one of the uh, hot outfielding buildings. Uh, we call it building 20, but that's just a number, uh, but it's a building that's close to the waterfront. We're going to be renovating that here over the next uh, year to 18 months to give us a couple of different, couple of additional blast paint facilities. Uh, and then we'll be able to, uh, to, to not have a blast paint bottleneck uh, when we get up to two frigates a year. So that's the, uh, the improvements uh, for the yard. Um, I think all of those are going really well. Um, we continue to hire a pace. Uh, I'm going to need to grow in the next year and a half the workforce by roughly 400 heads in the, uh, from something around 1,000 to something around 1,400 uh, in order to be fully staffed at Marinette to do two frigates a year. Um, and so, uh, uh, one, if you know anyone who wants a job as yeah. a welder or a ship fitter, uh, or, uh, an electrician in, uh, in, in, uh, Marinette, Wisconsin, send them my way. Uh, but we've got, uh, a good solid program with local high schools, local community colleges, 
uh, to recruit and we've gone national and we're, we're working to, uh, to recruit folks uh, from around the country uh, to come to Marinette and help us build ships. Mark, that's the question I, I was going to ask. I mean, for full transparency, I, I've done work with uh, Fink and Terry uh, Marine Group for the last three years and mm-hmm. I've kind of watched as, as you've added people, I've had the abil- uh, opportunity to go up to, to Wisconsin. What is your, as, as a guy that's kind of served all over um, in the Navy, what would what's your pitch to uh, to folks that, you know, may want to, or may consider coming to Wisconsin and coming to Fink and Terry that, that don't live in the immediate area. What, what would be your, uh, you know, sort of sales pitch, if you will, to, to go, come up there and why would they want to work for you guys? So, uh, you know, thanks for that question, Chris. Uh, you know, I use the term it's America's shipyard in the heartland. Uh, and it was interesting. I was, uh, uh, in- interviewing a, uh, a potential candidate for uh, for a management position uh, at uh, Fincantieri last week, uh, and he had worked at other shipyards that do Navy work around the United States, um, without getting into any specifics. And we were talking about that, and I talked about you know my impression having been stationed at Soupship Bath and 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 having been stationed at Soupship Pascagoula, uh, or now Soupship Gulf Coast. Uh, old enough to remember when it was super back. So, so I've seen how Ingalls build ships. I've seen how BIW build ships. Uh, I've got some familiarity with, with NASCO and with VT Halter. Uh, and we were talking then about how Finn Cantieri build ships. Uh, and there's a lot of similarities uh, because in the end, you know, shipbuilding starts with steel and it ends with a vessel. And there's only so many ways of bending the steel and putting it together uh, to get it to something that will float and float upright that, that kind of makes sense. Uh, and a lot of times uh, we, we use different nomenclature or people will optimize because of their space and geography differently. Uh, but shipbuilding, shipbuilding, and if you like shipbuilding uh, in one shipyard, my guess is you're going to like it in, in, in any shipyard. Uh, I think Wisconsin is a great place. We have a great community. We have great community support. Um, in some cases, it's probably a little bit lower cost of living. Than uh, some of the other yards, certainly, you know, uh, some of the other places that are that are where yards in a high cost place that, you know, your dollar goes further in Wisconsin. Um, A lot of people will comment on the climate. Uh, I will say I found the climate in Wisconsin is more or less similar to uh, to Bath Ironworks. And in fact, I've I've uh, I've joked. I said, you know, if you if you like pizza in Maine, you go to the cabin. And if you like pizza in Marinette, you go to Brothers Three. Uh, if, uh, if you need to get to an airport, it's about a 40 minute drive, uh, from port to get down to Portland. It's about a 45 minute drive to get down to green Bay. Uh, if you want to see a major league baseball game, you go two and a half hours South to see the, uh, the Red Sox. And, and if you're a Marinette, you can go two and a half hours South, uh, and, and go see the Brewers play baseball. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a similar size town and a similar feel. Uh, I think, uh, people in Wisconsin are the best selling point. There's just, uh, you know, it's a great community filled with great people, uh, and uh, what I would say to a new employee is, is you know, we've got uh, work for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's a it's a ten ship buy for the frigate program that is likely to become, uh, and certainly we hope, likely to become uh, a larger buy as the as the Navy will want more and more of the uh, of the frigates. And uh, you know, we think that we've got you know, for anyone who starts a career now with us, there's you know, probably a couple of decades of work ahead building these frigates, uh, in, uh, in Marinette. So someone wants steady work, uh, for, uh, for several years in the future, 
uh, and they want to help us build ships, uh, we're interested in talking to them. Okay. Well, Mark, you, your hands are full for sure. And for uh, sure, for sure. Um, listen, thanks a lot for coming by today. We really appreciate you taking the time and good luck to you. Our guest today has been Mark Vandroff, the chief executive officer of Fincantieri Marinette Marine Shipbuilders in Wisconsin. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Chris. Great being with you today. This has been a Cava Ships podcast SNA special brought to you by Raytheon Missiles and Defense. For more information, please visit RaytheonMissilesAndDefense.com. Please join us again tomorrow for more from the Surface Navy Association Symposium.